0: All right, a little bit of a different show tonight. 9 o'clock, we had Daryl Ryder. You can Odyssey Rewind. It was actually 9.20. We had, a, we had a different show for the first two hours. Now we're back at the groove of things. But instead of at 9, now it's at 10, like it typically is on Wednesdays. It's time for the fan focus. All right, leading us off, it's going to be Nick and Dustin as the two of them talked about Kareem Hunt returning to the Browns.
1: The synchronicity of his relationship with, with Nick Chubb and him being the guy that, that can help fill in for Nick Chubb, right? There's no replacing Nick Chubb, whether it's what he means to fans or what he means to uh, to the team. But I do think you've got a guy with that relationship who knows what Nick means to the fans, who happens to be from here, who knows what, what maybe Nick means to that locker room. I can't think of a better guy. And all you uh, all you had to do was open up your checkbook. Boom. And he's here. And he is and, here, and, he, and he's got yeah. his number back. Time. Thoughts? He's got his number back. Got his number back. Twenty-seven. Like nothing's changed. It's like he's never. He never it's lost. Like, you know, for him, what a win! Yeah. Well, well, I mean, it's unfortunate that Nick Chubb got injured. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But but I'm saying that's not a win.
0: No, I know, but I'm saying like he he didn't have to go to training camp. He got his money. That's a win for Kareem.
1: Have we seen the the financials on this? Because I have four not, million right one Four year. million up to four million one year. Up to four million. Yeah. Um. I really would love to know what the conversation like between the Browns and Kareem. What that, how that went down. Like, I, I want to know was he promised a starting role? Was his role talked about? Because the reality is, like, when you bring in somebody for a workout, I'm pretty sure they knew who Kareem is and where he was. Like, I'm pretty sure you brought him in just to see is he out of shape. I think it's the number one thing. Yeah. And then from there, it's about. Like, do you have that conversation when you work them out? Like, hey, we're we'll, we'll, the money is not the issue for us. What is what? It, what are your expectations in terms of of how we use you? That's got to be the number one thing for the Browns, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because like, he's not coming here to replace Nick Chubb. Just, no, just to be clear, no. that's that's unfair for Kareem to be expected to do that.
0: He's not even coming here to replace Jerome Ford, really. I mean, well, all right, that's not fair. Jerome Ford is the one that would be taking the spot of Nick Chubb. And then I guess in theory, Kareem Hunt, I said that backwards, Kareem Hunt would be replacing Jerome Ford in this equation. That's what I meant to say. It's, a, it's like a trickle-down effect here, right? We need a number two back. He's now a number two back. I can't imagine he didn't have a sweeter offer from any of the other five teams that he initially had offers from over the uh, over the offseason. But, hey, he got to miss the entire training camp. He got the, the Brinks truck backed up. million, and he gets to stay with his hometown team. Where, oh, by the way, nobody gives him crap for that incident of the nine years ago when he re-signs here. For us, that's just old news because we've seen what he's done in the community, and we genuinely, we haven't seen another incident since, we genuinely do believe that he has learned his lesson in that regard. And he has turned a page in a positive way. You go to another fan base, they're probably not as easy on that. And also, he's got his complete... Structure here with all the people that have kept him out of trouble. So it's a, it's a win-win all the way around. Win for the Browns, win for Kareem Hunt. It makes sense. All right, next up, Ken and Anthony ask uh, Chris Moeller, 93.7, the fan in Pittsburgh. He's a host in Pittsburgh, right, with Pony in the afternoon. They saw shirts over the weekend. It advertised for their show, and on the back of it said, congratulations on all of your success.
2: Here we go. Are you guys really selling shirts that say congratulations and all your success?
0: I don't think they're selling.
2: No, I think somebody actually just made that shirt who's a fan of the show. But no, I have no knowledge of those shirts being sold. Are you saying that because I threatened a lawsuit against you? You did threaten a lawsuit against who? Me? All, all parties involved. You, Andrew Filipponi, Donnie Football, and Craig Riley. You... F- Wait, where's this lawsuit? I haven't been summoned for anything. Well, it's only on Twitter notified. right now, but I mean, if i got to get Tom oh, Merriman involved, lawsuit. I will. It's yeah. a Twitter lawsuit. Well, no, I mean, I, I I will get litigation involved if that's the case. I mean, no, I know of nobody. <laughs> I'll hire Perry Mason. I don't care. Uh, I have now no that may be one of hell of a trial, with. me versus Perry Mason, I'll tell you that right now. Would the, would the trial be in black and white? Oh, it has to be. We'll flip a coin for color of black and white. <laughs> who was that guy Raymond Burr I like those old Perry Mason episodes those, well those were those were alright man there would always no, be a surprise witness to my knowledge though you gotta get the former morning host on as a surprise witness alright that's enough oh. goodbye Chris Muller 93-7 the fan in Pittsburgh <laughs> he just hangs up on him
0: <laughs> Muller wanted to respond so bad and he just hangs up on him uh it's not the fact that you didn't print out the shirts that's the issue. The issue is that somebody that listens to your show and takes in your show enough believes that's your catchphrase. That is your Urkel, did I do that? And Urkel didn't take that from another TV show. Okay, that's the problem in that scenario. Good on Ken for pointing it out. Shame on every other radio host that use it, with the exception of people at 92.3 The Fan, because then it becomes like a station bit. And then it's just in good fun. But it would be weird if there was like an overtime with John of the Peterland shirt. And on the back of it, someone printed out, congratulations on all of your success. That would tell me instantly, we do it too much. They don't know the origin. We do it entirely too much. Baskin and Phelps, the latest, and Deshaun Watson. Here's a good point. Buyer beware. You knew what you bought when you brought him in. You knew what you were
1: getting for. You knew the services that you would get. From Deshaun Watson as a quarterback, and this is the style that he plays, and you embrace that with a lot of cash and a lot of draft capital. The excuses are over. I just it's hard to watch a quarterback that doesn't want to leave this that doesn't want to live to see the next play. Yeah, you know, there are plenty of times when he's throwing the ball away. I'm just throw the ball away. Just do that. It's becoming hard to defend what we're watching right now. And I, you know, I sat here, we sat here and talked about... Don't don't you think
2: there have been legitimate things where you could actually say in every situation, okay, preseason, it's only preseason. Last year, six games, you sat out 11, yeah. Now two games, you had bad weather for throwing, you had Nick out of there in the second quarter.
0: You know, I honestly hadn't looked at it like it was another excuse that we could pile on if we wanted to pile on excuses. We've always talked about the weather. I don't know why it just escaped me, but I didn't think about the idea that Nick Chubb being out could be used in Deshaun Watson's favor. And I didn't look at it that way because Jerome Ford did every bit, every bit, what I believe Nick Chubb would have done had he stayed in the game. Average seven yards a carry. I mean, listen, Nick Chubb was having his way with the Steelers defense, but he was not going to average seven yards per carry because he was averaging like 6.4 before that. Okay? It's very, very good. He was having an awesome game, but Jerome Ford picked up the tab, so to speak. Jerome Ford was still right there. I mean, without question, he was right there. So I I can't even use that as an excuse if I wanted to use an excuse, but honestly, I don't want to use excuses for Deshaun right now. (whistles) Next up, Nick and Dustin on Nick's text. Oh, man, he had a texting mistake. All right, Nick, what happened? I did what I do whenever
1: I hear something on another show, which is I immediately texted Keith, hey, Lima said dot, 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 dot on the morning show. Can you please pull that for today's show? And I, I continued about my day, didn't think anything of it. And I looked down and I got a, I saw a message back and I was like, oh, Keith must have responded. You know, sometimes it's got it. Sometimes it's can you ask Matt because I got this stuff to do. And I looked down, it was from Lima, and it said, GDU, Nick. I definitely sent that message to Lima, not Keith. <laughs> oh no! And in the end, I didn't say anything that was. But you know what? That's, that's one person you can get away with that. Yes, get, get away with that. Yep. Is that what I'm trying to say? I, yes. I, you lame away plane. With, yeah, sort of. Yeah. Yes, but I agree. And Thank he, you. And he, because Lima would def. Well, first
0: off, Lima's probably gotten in trouble with that a hundred thousand <laughs> yeah. times. Yeah.
1: Well, and here's the thing. He handled it very well. I turned around, I sent it to Keith. But like the best part about this story is every other time this has happened to me, it's been me doing what Lima's got in trouble for. Cause me and Lima do have some similarities and overlap in our personality, where I've gone to text crap about somebody to a to a third party and instead sent it to that person.
0: Because you're thinking about that person. Yes.
1: Yes, and honestly, and we've told the story now, and I think we're past it. I hope we're past it. It is is
0: a very difficult spot. And then, what do you do? Um, I owned it. Now, he went on to talk about a story involving Ken. And you can use the Odyssey Rewind function, go back and listen to that. I was here when that happened. It was like 2016. I think it was like 2016, 2017. And he had said something about Ken or a message to Ken that he didn't mean to send to Ken. And I, I remember the fallout from that. And I remember, again, uh, Odyssey Rewind, go back and listen, 3 o'clock, right there for you guys, afternoon drive. He does a better job explaining it than I would, but I remember the freak-out moment where it was like, oh no. I was talking crap about him, and then I sent him this text, and I did not mean to send him that text. And because of that moment that he had, I double-check every single time I send a text message to anybody. I could tell my wife I just want groceries or different. pick up something from the, the grocery store or Put gas in the car or something like that, and I, I'm double checking. I'm like, am I saying, was the right person? Or was the...? Yeah, yeah, okay, we're good. All right, we're good. All right, good. It is a constant fear of mine. Constant fear of mine. So I've never had it happen. Uh, fingers crossed, though. <laughs> I guess that's all we can say is fingers crossed. I like Nick would own it. That's all you can do in that scenario, though. There's nothing else you really can do. Ken and Anthony on Kenny Pickett.
2: I think a lot of fans are ambivalent about Kenny Pickett. I think that war, Ben Roethlisberger. There was definitely skin in the game with that guy. He was a troll. He was from Ohio. He claimed that he was a Browns fan when he wasn't. Zach did the whole expose where it's like, dude, you grew up a 49ers fan. You're from Finley. It's like two hours away. Stop. Flag City, USA. Been to Finley. Nice town. But let's be honest with each other here. There was definitely some hatred with Ben Roethlisberger. This guy, I don't hate Kenny Pickett. I don't think anybody does. So there's not as much vitriol with him or anything like that. I just think we know that, He's not that great, and a lot of people, I think, have overrated him in the preseason. Now, again, you could say that about our own guy, but let me finish it up with this. The Steelers make no decision quickly. Everything takes a very long time for it to happen. You do not want him to be so bad that it's apparent that they need to go after a quarterback, because I don't think they would. I don't think an organization like the Steelers, which is very good in a lot of other places, I don't think they've caught up to the need to go after a quarterback, because the Browns, they'll sink or swim. But at the end of this, Andrew Berry... Now, Baker Mayfield's off to a great start. I'm not going to ignore that elephant in the room. But by the end of the season, Andrew Berry could lose his job over this whole thing. But who knows what Baker Mayfield's going to be. And he could look at it and go, either you freaked out and you went after that guy, or B... Do you think that Baker Mayfield, who's had two very good outings, do you think he's going to kind of come back down to earth of what Baker Mayfield is right now? It's been two weeks, but I want to ask you that question yeah. first. Yeah, then Andrew I think he will come down. He is playing well. He's playing confident. I'll give
1: him
0: that. Then
2: Andrew Barry can look himself in the mirror and go, I did my job. No matter what happens here, I did what I was supposed to do and go after a quarterback that was supposed to be better. I did my job.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. He did his job. I, I find that fascinating the first part, though, because he's right. I don't think there's as much hate for Kenny Pickett as maybe – Maybe we thought there would be at this point. You don't get the hate until you ball out. Until you're awesome. I don't hate you like that. I almost pity you more than we hate you. And that is the Fan Focus. We are coming back. I want to hear from you guys. 216 below 92 Stefanski's the one that has to be worried. This was his worst possible outcome by far. Is it a Stefanski problem? Or do we have a Watson problem on our hands? We'll do that
2: next.